We're going to go to the book of Joshua this morning in your Old Testament, if you will, the book of Joshua. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one there close by, uh, maybe in a, under a seat in front of you or beside you, um, if you'd like to follow along. We believe the Bible around here, and uh, it's really all we have. It is our guidebook, uh, once we know the Lord Jesus Christ, just to make it through this life. I want to say publicly that I want to thank God for the Supreme Court and the Roe v. Wade decision they made. I'm very, very thankful for that. We have slaughtered too many million babies out of the womb in the years that that has stood. And I'm very thankful also that our governor here in Missouri was the very first governor to sign a declaration to make it illegal in Missouri to have an abortion. I thank God for that. I thank, I thank God for that. I, I'm telling you, and I believe that God will bless our governor for that and our state for that. Absolutely so. There's just been too many. I, I don't, I, it's, just, it's a terrible, terrible thing to think that an innocent life would be slain in the womb of a, it's just a terrible thing. But I, I thank God for what has happened and uh, I want to say also that uh, our president has come out against that, which is terribly wrong, because he's taken a stand against our Constitution, which he pledged to protect. And that is worthy. Um, they. Mm, He does not deserve to sit in that office anymore. If he's not going to protect the Constitution of the United States, he does not deserve to sit in that office anymore. And I'm going to continue to pray for him. Absolutely so. Um, anyway, I thank God for what God did in the, re the overturning of Roe Ro v. Wade. Okay, Joshua chapter 3. Now we're there. Verse number one, if you'll follow along with me, we're going to read the whole chapter. It's only 17 verses, won't take very long to do it, but we're, we're looking at the whole chapter this morning. So Joshua chapter three, verse number one, and Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither, and hear the words of the Lord your God. 
And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take ye twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon an heap. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come uh, unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap very far from the city of uh, from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on the dry ground, uh, on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. <clears throat> I titled the message for this morning, God's promises are received by faith. God's promises are received by by faith. Let's pray and we'll get on into it. <clears throat> Father, one last time, we just ask for your guidance and power again. Lord, clarity of thought and speech. And, and um, Lord, you, you know the weariness of my flesh, but you're there to uphold. And, and I believe that you will. And I, I just ask, God, um, that you'd open the hearts and minds and ears and eyes of the hearers today. And Lord, that you'd speak to us very clearly. And for those that do not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I pray that you would deal with them about that, Lord. Show them how very important um, coming to know Christ is for their life and for eternity. Uh, thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, use your word now in our lives, we pray. Increase our faith. We trust that you'll do what only you can do, and we're thankful for that. For we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. And please do be seated. <clears throat> Imagine with me, if you would, a great inheritance that is set out before you. And it's already yours. It's already yours. Um, but obstacles or barriers stand in the way. And those barriers, those obstacles, they have to be removed before you can receive this promised inheritance. Uh, this is a picture of the inheritance uh, the Israelites were to receive. The inheritance of the promised land. It had been promised to them for a long, long time. Ever since the birth of the Israelites that began with their for, uh, forefather Abraham, God had promised the inheritance of the land to his people. So for hundreds of years, the promise of the land had been taught to the children. And the, the uh, promised land and the great hope it offered were a major theme in the teaching to the Israelites. And most, if not all, 
Israelites were very, very gripped by a deep-seated, deep-seated longing for the glorious land that was promised them by God. So now, finally, the long-awaiting crossing of the Jordan River was to take place. God's people were to enter into this promised land. But it was going to take some faith. Some faith to do it. Now, let me remind you that the promised land is not a picture or type of heaven. Crossing the Jordan is not a picture of crossing over into heaven. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not that at all. Because in heaven, there will be no more struggles, no more wars, no more tears, no more fears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. That list can go on and on. Hallelujah to God. So the promised land was a type or a picture of victorious Christian living. That we would come to a place where we could live victoriously for God. And there's going to be still many of the things that I just mentioned as when crossing over into the promised land. But God, now get this part, God would give victory to those willing to listen to and follow Him by faith. Let me cut that sentence down a little bit. He was willing to give victory to those that would listen to him and follow him by faith. By faith at his word. So they came to this place of crossing. We read in Joshua Rose early, verse 1, in the morning. And they removed from Shittim, came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. There's a serious problem confronting the Israelites in all of this. Uh, the Jordan River was flooded. Time of harvest, it seemed that it was always flooded out of the banks. And we know that Joshua and his officers had spent three days mobilizing the people uh, for this march into the promised land. <clears throat> Can you imagine how excited they were at this time? I mean, man, they're finally going to get there. This has to be great. Two men had sent out, had been sent out to spy out Jericho and the surrounding territory. They had returned and given a very positive, encouraging report. Uh, the heart of the enemy had melted in fear uh, before the Lord God of the Israelites. And God had already promised victory in this very first battle that they would face. And now the three days had ended. And the mobilization had been completed. And the Israelites had broken camp and made their way up to the shoreline of the Jordan River. But there was a problem. Uh, it was flooded. It was impassable. It was out of its banks. Um, so what were they to do? How, how could they ever get across this? Was their hope, stay with me now, was their hope for a new life in the promised land to be washed away by the, by the rushing waters uh, of the Jordan River? But unless they crossed the river, they'd never receive the inheritance. Uh, I mean, they would never experience the new life that was promised by God. So we have to know or understand or see here that the Jordan River was an obstacle. The promised land, it, it presented a new life for the people of God, a victorious life for the people of God. No, no, a, a life of, of a, a victorious life of con, uh, conquest and victory, of peace and rest, of fellowship and communion, of joy and rejoicing, of security and protection, of care and provision, of abundance and fruitfulness, of fulfillment, of satisfaction, of purpose, of meaning, of significance. I mean, man, this all waited for them over on the other side of the river. 
So the river stood there as an obstacle, a, a barrier uh, to the believer's hope of a, a new life uh, in this promised land. And it, it, it had to be crossed if the people were going to claim their inheritance promised by God. But how would they do this? As they looked at that barrier, would, would God's people, would they just go back where it was safe? Or would they, by faith, look for a solution from God? Would people trust God to provide a way to conquer this difficulty they were facing? Or would they question if God had the power to handle the problem? Would they become victims of circumstance? Or, by faith, would they, would they become victors? Would they be conquered by this trial that stood before them? Or by faith, would they be conquerors? And here's the thing. Faith would play a very important part. The only way to cross the Jordan River and enter into the promised land was by faith. Faith was and faith is the way to conquer the problems of this life. Still that way. The obstacles that stand between us and the life that God has for us. The promised land is an, an inheritance of every, every genuine believer. But the only way to secure that inheritance is by faith. So how were they to get across this flooded river? I mean, standing there, the people were certain to be questioning what Joshua and their leaders would do. I mean, come on, the things that could have been going through their mind. Uh, uh, well, can we build enough rafts to transport three million people? And our livestock, and our tents, and our furnishings, and our supplies. And they're looking around thinking, well, there ain't enough trees for that. Okay, y'all didn't get that at all. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there were probably a lot of people praying for God to make a way for them to cross the river, don't you think? I mean, talking to the Lord. Lord, it's, it's waiting for us over there. Come on, they're standing there staring at it. It's on the other side of the river. I mean, they wanted to get over there. And what happened next shows us the importance of faith in God when we face problems throughout this life. We have to have that faith in God, that He can see us through the obstacles, that He is the one that can help us to get to where we need to be. And five different instructions are given by Joshua and by his officers and by God. Uh, five different instructions challenging everyone to have faith and to trust God. Uh, by faith, God would provide the way to cross the Jordan. By faith, God would show how to overcome the problem, the obstacle of the Jordan. By faith, God would make sure his people would receive the promised inheritance, the victorious life of this promised land. There were instructions of the officers to the people. Look at verse 3 there again. It says, and, and they commanded the officers and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. So they instructed the people to follow the ark. Stay with me now. They instructed the people to follow the ark. Now remember, the ark was a, a symbol of God's presence. It was a symbol of his holy throne. And whenever the people saw the priest pick up the ark and head down toward the Jordan River, they were supposed to move out and follow the ark. Now listen, they were to believe and trust the leading of God. Right. That's right. Uh, then there were the instructions to Joshua. 
of Joshua to the people, verse number five uh, there. And and I love this verse. I've got it heavily underlined. And Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That's pretty good faith right there, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. Two of you think so. No, no. He said, the word of God, he said, the Lord will do wonders among you. That's pretty good faith right there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely so. No, no doubt about it. So, so Joshua ordered the people to, get this now, he ordered the people to sanctify themselves, to consecrate themselves, to purify themselves. And that meant that the people were to prepare their hearts before the Lord. They had to prepare their hearts before the Lord. Come on. They were to pray and to confess and repent and rededicate, recommit their lives to, the, to, the, to God. And this was to uh, be symbolized by the outward act of bathing and changing clothes. And we know this for sure. Come on, look up here. We know this for sure. What's on the inside is most important to God. Come on, that our heart is right with God. That's what's most important to God. But he is concerned, God is concerned with our clothing also. And the clothes we wear usually symbolize what's going on in our heart and who has control of our life. Oh, absolutely so. And then there was the instructions of Joshua to the priest, verse number six. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. So Joshua needed to learn uh, that God was with him even as God had been with Moses. And through uh, the miraculous event that was about to take place, Joshua would be exalted in the eyes of the Israelites. The people would know that he was truly chosen by God and, and that he truly followed and trusted God. And they would know that God was with him even as he had been with Moses. And as a result of the miracle that was about to take place, the people would be thankful for Joshua. They'd be willing to follow his leadership. But God also uh, instructed Joshua to command the priest to march the ark into the flooding river. That's found in verse number eight. Now shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, when ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. So just picture this. This uh, wide, big, swollen, flooding river. If you've lived in St. Joseph very long, you don't have to imagine very hard, do you? Because we've got one down there that every once in a while just decides she's going to get out of the banks and wreak havoc everywhere. Can you imagine? I mean, they're looking at this huge river and, 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 and imagine what God was asking Joshua to do. I mean, very strong faith was needed to give such a command. Uh, can you picture it? I mean, what were the thoughts going through Joshua's mind? I'm telling these people to go down and get in this big swollen river. Come on, he's following God's orders. And and directing the people the way that God would have them to go. But what if it didn't work out? Every pastor in the world has ever thought that thought before. As we try to follow God's direction, go the way that God would have us go, do the big things that God would have us to do? What if it doesn't work out? I I can't have, no, no, Joshua, just as human as anybody. I mean, if it didn't work out, what's he going to do then? So we have to understand that he was taking a huge leap of faith to instruct others in the way that God would have them to go. Okay, 
He heard from God. That's why he was directing the people. He was directing the people in the way that God would have them to go. He heard from God. I'm telling you, to the best of my ability as I read and study this book and pray and seek God's will for Riverside Baptist Church, um, that's why I get up here a lot and say, thus saith the Lord. And just do my very best to instruct the people of Riverside Baptist Church to go the way that God would have them to go. Uh, seek God's will about things that we do around here and instruct the people. This is what we are going to do. This is what we are, what God would have us to do. And, and, and I'm telling you, we can by faith trust that God will do what God says he will do. We can, we can do that. It's going to take a huge leap of faith for Joshua to have them go down there. Then there were instructions uh, of Joshua to the people, and that's verses 9 through 13. Joshua declared the word of the Lord. Get this. He declared the word of the Lord, the insurance of, the assurance of, of God's promise that God would provide the way to cross the flooded Jordan. And God would enable his people to conquer the problem and cross over and secure their inheritance. So God gave the reasons, stay with me here, God gave the reasons why God was going to make, I'm sorry, Joshua gave the reasons why God was going to make a way to cross the Jordan, verse number uh, 10. And Joshua said, hereby ye shall know, get this now, hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the uh, uh, Hittites, and the Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. No, no, I love that. The living God is among you. Okay, let me just, let me just point it out then. God is still alive. Amen. He still is all powerful. He still does give direction to his people. No, he's still up there and on his throne. Absolutely so. I mean, first a miracle uh, would prove that God is the living God. He is the living God. And as the living God, he is the only true God who can save and deliver his people through the trials of life. The only God. Because he is the living God. He alone is to be worshipped and served by his people, the living God. But second, the miracle would prove that God will always give the power to defeat the enemies of his people. I mean, all those ites there. He's going to, no, no, they're going to overcome them by the power of God. No, I'm saying God will work through his people in instilling his very own power within them. I'm saying that he will enable us, enable us to live that victorious Christian life. He will enable us to do that. Come on, we're going to him for his power. We're going to him for his grace. We're going to him for his strength. Come on, he will enable that. And Joshua declared the assurance of God. The ark of God's presence would lead the way through the Jordan. The people, the people were to believe God, to trust God's miraculous power. And Joshua, he explained the miracle. As soon as the priests uh, set their foot in the Jordan, the waters of the river would cut off upstream. The waters would actually be stopped and begin to pile up in a heap. you believe that? The water just piled up in a heap? Oh, absolutely so. Oh, come on, because it's God that did that. He's the one that created water. Come on. No, no, all of his creation listened to him. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, it had to be an amazing thing. Come on, can you imagine the people back upstream? 
when the water started rising, no, not rising out of the banks, but rising. Can you imagine? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, but, but, but only God could do that. We have to remember this. In, in this instance, the, the Jordan River is a picture of the problems and the difficulties, the, the trials and the temptations that we face throughout our life. They're going to be there. They are going to be there. And faith in God is the only way to conquer the obstacles of life. The only way. Faith in God is the only way to conquer fear and discouragement and sufferings and weaknesses and obsessions and addictions. It's the only way. Because God does love and care for us. He, he cares about every problem that confronts us. And he wants to strengthen us to overcome dif- difficulties in our life. He wants to do that. He wants to show us the way to overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Believing God. Trusting God. Having faith in God. This is the only way to become a conqueror in this life. Faith in God. Faith in God. Faith in God is the victory that overcomes the world. Absolutely so. First John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16 says, Above all, taking on the shield of faith. Faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Hebrews chapter 11 verse, verse 6, But without faith. It's impossible to please, please God. For, for he that cometh God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass by faith. Isaiah 26, 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And we need that strength, don't we? Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect Peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Do you know why most people don't have victory in their Christian life? It's because they refuse to have faith in God's word. They won't take God at his word. They continue to walk by sight and not by faith. Sometimes we just have to trust God by faith, don't we? When things are happening in our life. It's a walk of faith. Look at verse number 14 there. It says, And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of the harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap very far from the city of Adam, that is beside Zaratan, And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. There is the walk of faith. The walk of those who truly trust God. There is a walk of faith. And walking by faith is the only way to experience the power of God in our lives. It's the only way to experience it. The people crossed over Jordan River because they obeyed God. 
they obeyed God. And, and, and they set about to do exactly what he told them to do. The river was out of its banks and no doubt a very fearful sight, but they prepared to go trusting God would provide the way. The, the priests were leading the way with the ark, which symbolized, of course, the very presence of God. And the people crossed over the Jordan, not in their own power, not by building rafts, not by swimming across. No, 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 no. But because of the mighty power of God. As soon as a priest stepped into the water, the Jordan River stopped flowing from upstream. And the river piled up in a great heap as far back as the city of Adam is what it says. Adam was about 18 miles upstream from where they were. The water was piled up for 18 miles. <laughs> well, I'd love to have been there. No, no, no. I hope when we get to heaven that there's some kind of a hall of thing where you can go and you can see all this stuff that happened. I'm hoping that we get to see that. Oh, come on. Can you imagine all the little kids upstream and this water's piling up and they're standing there looking? I mean, there's fish in it. And... Come on. There wasn't a kid alive who would want to stick their hand in that. Amen. Anywhere. I mean, can you imagine? No, no. God's doing this. And he's doing it for God's people. Okay, I'll say it again. He's doing it for God's people. No, no, that's a wonderful thing to hide in our heart and understand that there is a God in heaven and he is very alive and he is on his throne and he is all powerful. And by faith, if we act, I'm telling you, God can do amazing things. By faith. If we act on faith, if we do the things that God would have us to do, absolutely so. Now, the people were able to cross over the Jordan because they took God, please get this, they took God at his word and believed that he had the power to do what he said. It was their faith in God's word. It was proven by what they did. They stepped out in faith. And miraculously, the riverbed was uh, dry. It was dry. What do you really believe that the riverbed was dry? Look, if God can stack up water for 18 miles, I'm pretty sure he can dry up a riverbed real quick. Don't you know? Oh, absolutely so. Yeah. Yeah. What a wonderful demonstration of the power of God. What a wonderful demonstration of the power of God to overcome the obstacles that confront his people. He is able to overcome. No, he is able to overcome. I said God is able to overcome. I'll say it again. God is able to overcome. We can't do that by ourselves. No, no. But God is able to overcome those things. Yeah. The Israelites believed that God would make a way for them to cross. And God did. He did just what was needed to get his people across the Jordan River. The people crossed over the Jordan River because the priests, the ministers of God, believed the word of God. And by faith, these priests, the, these priests believed that God would hold the floodwaters back. And by faith, they stood in the middle of the river until all the people crossed over Jordan. We have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. I said, no, no, all of us that are believers, we have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. We, not by what we see, not by what we feel. Because if we, if we are walking by sight, what we see, what we feel, then every problem that confronts us will stop us dead in our tracks. Doubting God. Not trusting God. Not following God. 
problems and difficulties, temptations and trials that confront us, they'll defeat us. But I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. I'm very thankful that you know that you're saved by the grace of God. But I'm telling you, no, no. The walk after you get saved is a walk of faith. You are saved by grace through faith. If you're going to live a victorious Christian life, it will be by faith. God can take care of this problem. If I will do what God says, if I will do what His Word says, He can give me victory in this life. It's trusting Him. It's trusting His Word. Absolutely. If we truly trust God, He will show us a way to overcome obstacles and barriers, the way to conquer temptations and trials. I'm saying that no matter what confronts us, no matter how terrible or threatening or frightening things may be, God will give us power and strength to overcome those things. We are, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. But there's a condition. Well, what's the condition, preacher? We must believe Him. We must believe His Word. We have to believe it. Well, how can we believe that? By faith. By faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And I love over in Romans chapter 8, verse 35, one of my favorite portions of Scripture. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are more than conquerors by faith. Galatians 5.16, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We can have victory in this life over whatever might confront us if we will trust God by faith. You know, if you're saved, one day you chose to believe the gospel. Uh, no, no, that, that Jesus was crucified for your sins. That you were a wicked sinner before Him. Uh, that you were willing to repent, turn to Him. That you knew he shed his blood and died on the cross for you. You believed that he was buried and laid dead for three days, but death could not hold him down, and he rose from the dead by his own power. That's the very begotten Son of God. You then, by faith, trusted him as your personal Savior. Your personal Savior. And when you did, he saved your soul, and I love this part, and forgave all your sin. I don't make any Christian smile. Absolutely so. If you trusted him to save you, you need to learn to trust him enough to let him help you overcome whatever obstacle you may be facing today. Well, how do I do that? Same way you got saved, by faith in his word, in him. By faith. It might be that you need to come this morning and ask Him to help you live by faith. That you might experience the victory that only He can give. 
It very well could be that you need to come this morning and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never truly been saved by God's grace. There's never been a time that you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. When we leave this life, we'll go one of two places. We'll either be in heaven or we'll be in hell. And the only one that can save you and give you a place in heaven with the Father is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. But you have to want it. And you have to call out and confess and ask him to save your soul. Well, what, what, what else do I got to do? No, no, you, you do that. He'll save you right there. Amen. Yeah. But you have to want it. And you have to call upon, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, it's terrible that people would sit in church their whole life and then die and go to hell. Hear, hear, hear the gospel over and over and over and over and over again. Never take the opportunity just to come say, man, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I need to put my faith and trust in Christ. Well, today would be a good day for that, wouldn't it? Good day to get that all settled. God's promises, His promise of salvation, His promise of victory are received by faith. Do you know Christ is your personal Savior? If you do, are you trusting Him in your daily walk? If you don't, we'd love an opportunity to show you how you can get that settled.